to Fabulous Fools Tarot Podcast. I'm Karen from Grail Seekers Tarot Shop. And this is V with Mystical Millennial. And it's time for the Crystal Episodes! Woohoo! I'm so excited! <laughs> How long have we been talking about this? Like, two months? Uh, happening? Since before Christmas, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, I should go ahead and warn listeners, because we did record this, some of this, before Christmas, we've been just kind of working consistently on it. So some things seem out of place. Plus my voice is all scratchy right now as I'm recording this and it isn't. Oh yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, we've been working on this for a while. This is very, really exciting. Yay. Yeah. So enjoy the first installment of Crystal and Tarot with Fabulous Fools Tarot Podcast. Woo! I feel like maybe now's a good time to confess that, and this might get me ostracized from the tarot slash crystal community, but I actually still call them rocks. (laughs) Oh, no. See, okay, I'm trying to, like, elevate the idea of rocks because, like, I'm, like, kind of useless when it comes to, like, crystal associations and, and, you know, and things like that. But I mean, as a kid, I just always loved rocks, even into adulthood, like I'd pick up interesting ones and I'd keep them. And, and now I, I feel like I'm a little bit like that dragon in the Hobbit that just like hoards, you know, <laughs> treasure under the mountain. Are you Benedict like, Cumberbatch secretly? <laughs> <laughs> rocks! <laughs> so... But of course, like they're beautiful. And I mean, for me, like one of those anxiety things where any rock or crystal that's like the right weight for you and the right size in your hand and the right texture. It's just like, it's a little bit soothing, honestly. But anyway, I wanted to say that because I want to give listeners a sense for like, not just like how much work that you've put into these unique crystal associations with all the majors but you're super passionate about it you are knowledgeable about it and also it's also all based on your your personal experience too so I feel like you basically made this personalized list (laughs) of crystals that this is like a special treat for listeners I think like if they're interested in (laughs) honestly feel like maybe you should like write a you know write a little book you know, making the associations with the crystals and the tarot. Like, I know the things that are already out there like that, but there's no right or wrong answer in the sense that just because one person writes a book about associations all being this doesn't mean that you can't put your own into it, right? Like, just like all those books on the meanings of the tarot. So I know you've put a ton of work into it, and and it's just, like, this is your jam. I mean, so this is going to be, like... Oh. And you totally researched it specifically for this. So I feel like (laughs) if somebody wants like a homemade, personalized list of crystals to go with the tarot majors, you're the place to go. So I just love rocks. And like, that's my big contribution is like, yeah, they're awesome. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It'll be really fun. And I'm not saying by any means I'm like a crystal expert. I definitely haven't even been. I've always been drawn to rocks. Like we would go to those dumb stores 
where you could just get like a bag full of rocks. And I'd be like, mom, I want a bag of rocks. And my mom was like, what yeah. the hell do you want a bag of rocks for? And the really funny thing is she went to a store like that. And now that I'm into crystals, she bought me a bag of rocks. <laughs> and I'm like going through this like she put it she wrapped it up for Christmas and Aww. she put it and I unwrapped it I was like you got me rocks from a rock store <laughs> <laughs> like when I was a kid I was so drawn and it was really funny because I'm going through I'm like oh that's Dalmatian Jasper I'm like oh that's red Jasper they were like basically all Jaspers because they're super common but I'm a triple earth, I'm a Virgo sun, I'm a Taurus moon, I'm a Capricorn rising. So I'm triple earth. So I've always been drawn to rocks. I'm like, why do I like all these shiny rocks? Like, what the hell am I going to do with these rocks? And then I discovered that they have magical properties. And it was like, what? And now I have way too many because uh, that coincided with me getting a little uh, inheritance money. So I bought a bunch of crystals and I learned like really, and it was amazing how quickly my knowledge grew because I was like buying crystals left and right and I was like I don't know what that does but I want that one so like my fluorite for instance is one that I bought for no reason I had no idea what fluorite did I saw it, it was beautiful it's literally the most expensive one I own I was like give me that one I was like what did I just do like I paid the invoice I was like oh no but it's actually probably one of my most valuable fluorite is a fabulous crystal but we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different crystals we have different ones and multiple ones for each card um, it's going to be across multiple episodes, but it's going to be fun because I have, I'm not going to say a vast amount or a, a lot of, but a decent amount of knowledge. And uh, for people who know nothing about crystals, will relate to Karen a lot. <laughs> I feel so bad because I like threw you into this. I was like, let's do a bunch of crystal episodes. And you're just like, yeah, totally great. Because you are the one. <laughs> you're wonderful and like along for the ride. And then I'm just, it was like a month after we started the project. Like I'd been making lists. I was on like my third revision. And I was like, what'd you come up with? And you're like, oh, oh I don't know anything about crystals. <laughs> like I have these really shiny ones. <laughs> you have a crystal ball, don't you? Yeah, I bought it because I was going to be a fortune teller for Halloween. And I'm lazy with costumes. I'm like, I'm just going to wear jeans and I'm going to go buy a crystal ball. <laughs> so, did you at least put a bandana on your head or something? No, Look kind of like crony. I did nothing. I, I did buy this uh, Halloween-y sort of small, very small tablecloth, which has skulls and spider webs on it. And I've seen that. It's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, actually and we saw, you featured that on the scary card episode post on Instagram. Okay. That's right. And it was nice because I was in this shop. It's a local shop, which it's nice to support those guys, but sometimes they can be more expensive. Anyway, nice. yeah, I have a crystal ball and I just like, you know, the thing with crystals, I, I like them when I'm taking pictures for my Instagram and their shapes and their textures like visually and their colors are so yes. interesting. I think the one contribution I can make is for shopping you know I I try to do sustainable or ethical shopping and I think the reason mm -hmm. I I got into it which you know secondhand crystals are always ethical just like secondhand clothes you know you should go to somebody that you know knows what they're doing there's a lot out there that I think you might be buying something and you don't even know if you're really getting what you think you're getting I guess 
Yeah, there's a lot of worry about that. And we are going to, throughout the series, introduce you guys to some wonderful crystal vendors that we've developed relationships with. Absolutely wonderful people. Um, The whole thing about buying crystals, I will say, just a, a tiny PSA as we're going along. Crystals are not about getting a shiny rock. It is about connecting with the property and the personality of a crystal like my fluorite tower it has a name that it gave to me (laughs) i did not name it it named itself this happened through meditation i meditate with my crystals i use them a lot in meditation and just helping to manifest things Um, like i have a pink opal that i use to get in touch with my ancestors my fluorite is fantastic for just making sure actually the fluorite tower comes to every single podcast recording because it's supposed to be good for communication. It's good for the throat chakra. My Labradorite sphere, I know, is a baby boy, and my flower agate heart is baby girl. <laughs> like they have personalities because they're born of Mother Earth, and they just they do their kind of their own thing. I have 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 had crystals that I have lost and have not come back to me. Um, and I was like, cool, you go find your way in the world. I have crystals that I have flat out given away to people because they were so connected to them. It's a fascinating sort of collection to create because all the rocks, yes, rocks, all of them are different. Fascinating to look at them sometimes. I have never seen two crystals that are exactly alike, once again, because they grow out of the earth. It's like looking at two human beings and saying that they're exactly alike. It is a blast. It is a really fun, um, it is an expensive habit, I will warn you. Very expensive habit. Um, So tread lightly. Mm. Well, you know, at least clear quartz, I prefer the kind of stones that aren't so perfect or whatever. Like I, I like the little bits and I, and I have a rule for my, like, I actually don't buy anything that over $4. (laughs) So, (laughs) Oh girl. (laughs) Yeah. So I think if you're looking to not be super, like try not to spend a lot of money or your, you know, disposable income is kind of small, you know, definitely quartz. Like I know we're starting there with the magician clear quartz. I, I think it's it's abundant all over the world. You know, I think you, you definitely can get it. You can mine it or, you know, harvest it in the United States. And it's very inexpensive. So yes. um, I, I didn't mean to like roll us into the magician, but. <laughs> Actually, but, it's the fool. <laughs> oh, hello. Um, which, yeah. Okay. The yeah. Fool. yeah. Well, right. and that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful association with the card. Because I've always subscribed to the idea that the fool becomes the magician. Well, we t- if you go back to our fool or magician episode, whichever one it was, I think we we talked about that a little bit there too. So <laughs> probably both, yeah, probably both. And we're we're recording this episode with without posterity in mind. So if you're uh, <laughs> if you're just rolling through the episode and you're like, y'all already talked about that. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so okay, so yes, so the fool, the very beginning of the tarot, the goose egg, the zero, the Intro crystal for everybody is a clear quartz and clear quartz is uh, one of those crystals that doesn't need to be quote unquote recharged. It recharges itself um, and it recharges everything. So fun fact about my clear quartz, my beautiful big piece here. So um, this crystal came into my marriage. Uh, My husband had this crystal forever. His grandfather was a trucker and he found it on the side of the road and I thought that that was the most bizarre ridiculous story until I realized how easy 
it was. It it actually is to find and mine crystals. I was just like, it is it is incredible that for years, up until about a year and a half ago, I was like, why do we have this dumb giant rock? Like it is <laughs> it is it is a very large piece and it's a beautiful. It is very clear piece of clear quartz. I was like, why do we have this dumb rock? I bet it's worth some money. But I never did anything with it. And then I started using it to recharge my tarot deck when it was feeling, quote unquote, sticky. You know, you know, you have that when you're like, draw the same card a bunch and you're like, I don't like this. Let me recharge this thing, <laughs> you know, put it in moonlight or whatever. So I used my clear quartz. I still use my clear quartz. That's its primary use is to recharge my tarot cards. I'll just put it on top of the deck and let it soak up the energy. The great thing about clear quartz is that it soaks up a bunch of whatever leftover energy there is, because if you're reading for other people, energy gets in there. If you read for yourself and you don't like, I don't know, I blow on my deck, I kiss my decks, I knock on them to try and knock energy. There's so many different ways, but sometimes that doesn't do the trick. So that's where my clear quartz comes in. But the clear quartz I chose for the fool because they're both kind of like starter Pokemon. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like you were saying, it's like easily available. It's readily available. It's everywhere in the United States. Passion and Prospect, really beautiful feed because they video them pulling these natural crystals out of the ground. Like they pulled a giant piece of clear quartz. I could not believe that that formed naturally in the earth. I I cannot believe (laughs) these crystals. It's part of why they're so fascinating. They come out of the ground. Mother Earth made them for us to enjoy. That's why I love them so much. But mm-hmm. yes, Passion and Prospect, wonderful clear quartz. And I mean, they have such beautiful pieces. Yeah, clear quartz, readily available, super affordable, um, and literally all shapes and sizes. But yeah, it's definitely a starter crystal. You know, it's a good, if you don't have some, you should have some. Like if you have any crystal, even Karen has some. <laughs> yeah. And you can set a buying limit like, oh, four dollars or less and find some oh. great stuff. <laughs> Wait, how much does your crystal ball cost? Okay. Spend so, more than four dollars on that thing. Oh yeah. It's selenite, which I have no idea how expensive it's supposed to be, but uh, you can get the little bars of it for like a dollar, but that's true. So she was selling it for 30 bucks and I was like, that's not that big. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to spend, I'd already like hit my personal spending limit for the month or not yet, but it was like, I wasn't, I couldn't like 30 bucks. Like I don't spend $30 on tarot decks. Okay. So I'm <laughs> like, you're getting an idea of like my buying habits now, but so, oh god, girl, I, you have no idea. You're gonna, you would faint if I told you. <laughs> I call the crystal. Well, well, so what happened was, but I'm like really committed to getting this because it's just gonna. That's like my whole thing for my fortune telling costume is all I have. <laughs> it's all she, and all her other options are these huge, beautiful see-through ones, which are like sixty-five dollars. Said something about like, well, what about something that's twenty or under? And she's like, oh, we've got these. And she brings me to this display case, and I swear to God. It was like a very large marble, like, like, one marble. Of those rubber, like one of those rubber bouncy balls, you know, like I need something a little bit big, putting it on a table and being like a fortune teller at a party. So because I was bringing my deck and everything to the party. But anyway, so she negotiated with me and I so I got this selenite sphere. I think I spent still $30, but I think she threw the stand in for free. And then of course I get it home and I tell you about it and you're like, I don't know if I had told you I got it yet, but you said something about selenite and how it dissolves in water. And I was like, in my brain, I was like, what? I just 
spent thirty dollars on something that dissolves in water. Spoken like a true crystal noob. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you what I spent on crystals like this month. I didn't buy like a skull and a Ganesha and uh oh boy, yeah, you'd be appalled. <laughs> like I said, it's an expensive but wonderful habit. You know, and of course, it's like you can see if you look at your jewelry, like how much jewelry do you have that has stones mm-hmm. in it? I mean, people mm-hmm. are attracted to the, you know, the beauty of, you know, the these raw sort of, you know, these things that come from the earth and they're in these funky shapes and funky textures and colors. And yeah, yeah so oh, <laughs> I'm man. Yeah. I'm not buying any more selenite. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, selenite is great. We will absolutely get to selenite. Selenite is fun. It's also a recharging crystal. They sell a lot of selenite plates and bowl. Like I have a selenite bowl that I recharge my crystals in when it's not full of a bunch of peridot because my peridot bottle cracked and I have a bunch of little tiny peridot pieces that have no home. Yeah, you remember that? That was fun. Yeah, but anyway, clear quartz for the fool. So starter Pokemon. Okay, that's what we were talking about. Starter Pokemon. This is my Bulbasaur. I'm trying to get back on track, but your crystal ball buying story is really funny compared to me (laughs) who literally cannot control her spending regarding crystals. And you're just like, that's too much money. Send me some of that energy, okay? I'm a freaking Taurus moon. I buy emotionally, okay? Like, if I'm, like, sad, I'm like, I need a crystal. I need a new book. I need a new shoe, whatever. (laughs) I am terrible about spending money. I'm not in like any sort of massive amount of debt or anything like that. But I buy, I buy junk. I have so much yarn from my knitting and crocheting that I still don't use. And I'm just like, that's pretty. (laughs) But yeah, with the crystals, at least it's like different purposes and meditations and and things like that. Clear quartz, back to clear quartz. I'm talking about the fool. So the fool, of course, is kind of the beginning of the journey and the major arcana that's where we start right beginning of a journey we talked about the fool uh last episode karen had the fool in her reading the question was was, uh, where am i where are you where you're at (laughs) where you're at you're the fool we're the fool here on on the podcast i love the fool too because there's beautiful the beautiful sun is out and it seems like such a clear day that's another reason clear quartz is great for that But yeah, I feel like a fool is a good reset. It's like, it's not even a beginning in terms of one. It's a beginning in terms of zero, which is that whole, encourages that whole idea of circular motion, the wheel or the world, kind of a good place to to start and begin and and recharge too, which is what, you know, like I already said, the clear quartz is really good for recharging things. I like the idea of it being something so clear. I mean, if you, you know, a lot of the quartz that you might see out there that's a little less expensive or smaller might not be 100% clear, but it's clear. And and actually it, on the inside, it almost, you can see these planes of somehow the crystal is formed so that it, it almost looks like little bits of something on the inside. And they actually, in the right light, you can see rainbows. Like in the full card, in a couple different decks, I have the Wildwood Tarot and I think it's the legend Arthurian tarot there's a rainbow in the full card I think it pursuing that hope idea of the clearness I think that you haven't yet had necessarily these experiences that you know cause you to lose hope or lose 
faith a little bit. So I think even just the fact that it is a clear stone or a clear crystal fits that idea the full well. Yeah, I and love that with the rainbows. <laughs> We're both just like looking at the rainbows. <laughs> and we have I know, right? Like- yeah, we're just like, ooh, look at the rainbow. Do I like I wanna send you more crystals, but I'm afraid I'm gonna start something really nasty. And then like I can't even imagine with your kids will be like, What's that? Well, I have to hide them because I mean if my kids my kids love rocks too and they would, you know, there were all little dragons in my house. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> I love it. I actually have that I'm trying to get eventually a carved dragon crystal, a dragon skull. Oh. Dragon skull is a pretty common carving that you see around and there's different sizes of them, but I want to get a really big one. That, that That's like the ultimate like meta crystal where you're a dragon who <laughs> likes crystals with a dragon crystal. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's far in my future because that's very expensive. They usually have the ones um, when a crystal sparkly on the inside with the geo, they call it druzy. I don't know why they call it druzy instead of sparkly. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, that's a term I'll add to my vocabulary, but I like the word sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah. of sparkly things, the magician spark- sparklies right. out of his wand. Is that a good? No, that's not a good transition. I'm not on my transitions today. <laughs> Okay, you actually had something for this one. So you came up, because the magician is the guy, again, I subscribe to the idea that the the fool becomes the magician. They say in the fool's little magic pack, he has all four elements, the cups, the swords, probably more like a knife in that tiny pack. It's not a huge sword, but like a cup to drink from, a knife to protect himself, a pentacle or money for or, you know, buying things along the way. And then, um, you know, a wand or like sticks. He's carrying it on a stick, but also like to light a fire with. So Mm -hmm. he's got all of his elements in his little pack. And the magician we see has all the elements laid out on the table. He's presenting them. They're out there for everyone to see. Be like, look what I have done. And then he also has his magic wand pointing up into the air. An infinity symbol and a snake around his belt. And there's flowers everywhere. We were talking about the magician and doing some research and you brought up appetite. Yeah. Like, like when you're hungry, you have an appetite. And that is literally what the crystal is called an appetite. <laughs> yeah. And I, again, like I bought this appetite at this place I go that sticks rocks in front of my face. Cause they know I'm going to buy them, <laughs> but it was just such a pretty, like vibrant blue, the brightest sort of aqua blue. When I looked it up, when I got home, it said motivation isn't the right word, but it's that sort of get up and go to achieve those goals. And I think of it more like, I mean, it's just a color. I mean, we, uh, you know, emotionally we respond to color and scientific research has shown that I just look at this blue and it's just this kind of pow. When you were trying to think of one for the magician, I thought, oh, that blue. And then I remembered that idea of impetus to achieve your goal, you know, and the color to me, like, so fits that idea. I mean, just looking at the color, it's enlivening. Ooh, I love that. I love that description. This is interesting because, by the way, the reference book that I'm using, I didn't mention before. Um, I have three crystal Bibles by Judy Hall. Wonderful reference books. Not completely comprehensive, but a good place to start. So this is what it says about blue appetite. So blue appetite connects to a very high level of spiritual guidance. It facilitates public speaking, enhances group communication, opens the throat chakra, and heals the heart and emotional disease. But especially just the spiritual enlightenment. That's what the magician 
is the fool starts out on the journey, becomes the magician, becomes spiritually enlightened. I think it's a perfect crystal for that. You know more than you were letting on. Come on, girl. (laughs) Appetite can be, I've seen some really beautiful appetites. I have a little piece that I bought for Mercury Retrograde. It was just recommended as part of like a little, I had a little bag of crystals I carried with me everywhere during Mercury Retrograde, which included an appetite. I haven't worked with it other than that, though. I haven't really felt, I haven't really felt like it's the crystal for me, but it is a beautiful color. Like I've seen some really beautiful appetites. It's just like very, very vibrant. What is it called? Like the, the, in the printer, like the printer ink, it's called cyan, isn't it? Isn't that the blue? Oh, yeah. It's really fantastic. Yeah, it would be definitely be something great to meditate with. Because they also say, you know, especially with the magician holding his magic wand, like having something in your palm that would really radiate some power. For me, the magician is this card of growing into your personal power. I think the blue of that, of the one that I have anyways, yeah, it's invigorating, you know? I mean, it's color-wise. Like, I I don't think I own that many things that blue. I mean, it's just really striking. And and that idea of keeping your energy positive so that you Mm -hmm. can be the person that you need to be that day (laughs) or, you know, even just that positive positive mindset sort of like owning your space which I think is what the magician is all about I definitely think the magician is about taking up space owning space stepping into who you are and being your best self that's lovely wow I have a totally new perspective on appetite wow I'm telling you it's just that color blue I mean it's always in my mind like if I'm down even if I you know I just leave it in my in my closet with my tarot cards and like where I hide my rocks for my kids that color is so uplifting you know I kind of get down in the dumps a little bit because I'm looking at things negatively and that color just wakes me up that's so nice ah I love that well, I had a crystal that I also picked for the magician. I said we talk about fluorite, and I'm not going to keep you guys waiting too much longer. So fluorite, <laughs> also wonderful throat chakra crystal. Basically looks like a piece of stained glass. I mm-hmm. cannot believe that fluorite comes out of the ground. Like some crystals, you it makes sense. Appetite is beautiful blue, but it's not translucent the way that fluorite is. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a fluorite tower, and I'm never going to be able to take a picture that does it justice. Literally, you can see all the way through it. But it's blue on the top and it's purple and green on the bottom. I don't think I've ever been able to show you properly, Karen, like on our Skype videos. I have a window ledge and I keep it up there so that I can kind of see it. But it literally looks like a piece of stained glass. So my fluorite tower, it chose me. I didn't chose it. I didn't choose her. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Grammar, grammar brain fart. Basically, I just spent some time with the crystal and, you know, it, sp- it literally spoke to me. It's not like I heard an actual voice, but you know, that voice you hear in your head when you meditate, you know, if you're familiar with meditating, but you didn't choose me. I chose you. I'm here to help you, you know, communicate better. So now my fluorite tower goes with me everywhere. Um, well, not not to work, but because it's just a little too delicate, but I take it with me to markets when I'm doing a reading and it's been part of every single episode of Fabulous Fool's tarot podcast because it's supposed to help keeping electronics running smoothly, but also, you know, just helping communicating and, and speaking well, good for the throat chakra. It's wonderful, but I picked it for the magician. It frankly just looks so magical. If you've ever had a piece of polished fluorite and just looked through it and just some of its beautiful coloring and just the way it looks like stained glass it is magical it helps to manifest i'm not speaking well ironically while i'm talking about speaking well (laughs) 
but it, it fluorite is great for kind of manifesting that magic really like speaking bringing into being creating because these days a lot of the the magical power that we have are through words not only by speaking but also by writing that's how we manifest change and good that's how we make magic happen the everyday kind of magic that we experience and fluorite's really good to help with that so that's why i picked it for the magician also everybody needs to have a little piece of fluorite also fluorite is supposed to help with stress why wouldn't it when you're looking at something so gorgeous? I think that there, there's properties from it, but also just psychologically, if you're looking at this like beautiful piece and you're just like, yeah, I feel better. I feel better knowing that this came out of Mother Earth. And if Mother Earth can make something like that over billions of years, I'm going to be OK. <laughs> I love it. So High Priestess is next. I absolutely love High Priestess. I've been vibing a lot with High Priestess lately. It's been very much like a goddess symbol to me, but High Priestess has got a lot going on in her card. Yeah. A lot. Well, she definitely has a lot of moon symbolism going on all over the place. And personally, I find it often in my mind, I'm wondering, like, how do I draw a distinction between her and the actual moon card? If I were thinking about crystals related to the high priestess, I'd probably find some, you know, some overlap with like what you would pick for the moon, because she has the moon under her foot. And just like with the moon card, she's sort of you know, she's about intuition and your your inner wisdom and maybe even the elusive wisdom rather than wisdom that comes from external experience or knowledge that comes from external things. You know, she's the counterpoint to a hierophant who I know is a an earthy card. I actually and I assume the high priestess is a water card. Definitely, because she's moony and the moon is water. Now you know this because I'm I'm also like dodgy on the astrology stuff. Does she have an astrological sign? Because it, I assume the moon card is the planet the moon. The moon is actually Pisces and oh. the high priestess is the moon. <laughs> oh wow well, okay. Yeah. I know, so weird, what, right? Oh, yeah. But if anyone else was going to be the moon, it would be her card. So. <laughs> and that's funny because I actually, I didn't want to be super obvious and be, oh, the moon is moonstone. So I picked the moonstone for the high priestess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I, I also picked, so I picked um, lapis lazuli or lapis lazuli, oh. however you, potato, potato, yeah. beautiful, beautiful blue crystal flecked with gold, has some little kind of white bands going around it. Um, it's pretty similar to sodalite, but the trick is sodalite, sodalite and lapis are like the same blue color with like the white going through it, but lapis has gold in it. Always got some gold flecks. I think it's pretty fabulous and kind of elevated. So lapis well, is probably my all-time favorite crystal. I have... Lapis shows up in jewelry a lot, so it's quite possible that people have lapis jewelry, too, already in their house. Funny story. I picked out these earrings uh, maybe five years ago. They were cute. They're just little dangly earrings, but they were little blue pillars, like these little, just little blue things. And I had no idea what it was. And then when I started learning about crystals and I looked at it, I'm like, holy moly, that's lapis. Yeah, I, I picked out lapis earrings forever and ever ago and I'm drawn to lapis so much because I was Egyptian in a past life I think and I'm I'm finding out and I have like Egyptian spiritual ancestors that I talk like starting to get acquainted with so Cleopatra used to take lapis and grind it up and that was her makeup that was her eyeshadow oh so I'm guessing lapis is not toxic (laughs) well (laughs) I wouldn't 
I wouldn't go by the ancient Egyptian practices. Oh my God. Lapis is an extremely Egyptian crystal. And that, that was like the first things I learned about crystals. I took a crystal class at our local mystical shop and he was just like, oh, are you drawn to lapis? I'm like, yeah, I've always been drawn to lapis lazuli. It's, it's beautiful. Like whenever I am in a crystal shop, I find it. He's like, well, it's very Egyptian. And he told me that fact about Cleopatra. And I had always had an inkling that I was Egyptian in a past life from like many years ago. And that freaked me out. And before I left the store that day, I had a big piece of raw lapis, which the raw lapis is very stunning. Um, But I also have several, I have a polished heart, I have a polished sphere, I have a tower, and then I have my earrings and a necklace. So that makes six pieces, actually, six pieces of lapis. I picked lapis for the high priestess because lapis is also a crystal of a higher chakra. Lapis is good for headaches, actually. My lapis sphere I always have with me and I rub it on my temples whenever I have a headache and it helps. (laughs) I love that fact that Cleopatra used it for her makeup because the high priestess is also a very feminine card. So and the moonstone also like I loved the moonstone because not only is she she's very moony but so just talking about the divine feminine for a minute and not to be gross and I think that it's important that I say this even because I don't think it's gross but when I'm on my period and I know my period's coming I always have my moonstone with me I have a really big piece of raw moonstone and I carry it with me whenever I have my period because I'm like all right well this is part of what makes me a woman and makes me a divine feminine. And I'm going to embrace that and kind of carry that because the moon stone, the moon is super feminine. The sun and the moon are the two male, like biggest male and female counterparts. I think that we have symbolism of not just in the tarot, but kind of anywhere you look, it's in all kinds of mythology. That's why I picked moonstone as well. Cause not just because of the obvious moon symbol, but just because of the divine feminine. And so, and you said the lapis was something that like represents like this higher thought process. Yeah, the lapis is a, a higher, like a like a crown chakra, like a third eye and crown chakra, maybe third eye. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally an expert on the chakras, but yes, lapis is definitely a way to activate kind of that higher thinking, which especially because of the high priestess, the crown that she has on, that moon that's like, above her head is very much like that higher mind thinking and and the owl of course is very wise oh cool so next is the empress i have so many crystals for the empress (laughs) (laughs) empress is the mom card to me like not just because she's perpetually pregnant and the before tarot it's really cute because she has her kids with her which i think is is adorable to see her playing with her kids because the empress to me whenever I get the empress card it's always kind of embodying the spirit of nurturing of being a mother because everybody has that we're just talking about the divine feminine that nurturing aspect that motherly side everybody's kind of got that maternal instinct some people just have it at varying degrees based on their personalities one of the first crystals that I had that kind of connected me with the empress when I was in Michigan Mm -hmm. I went to a store there that I can't remember the name of but it was in Ann Arbor Michigan and it was a wonderful store and they had some copper pieces that were mined from a local mine there in Michigan. And I said, that would be a cool thing to take home. So, um, you know, it was a crystal from a place or near a place I had actually visited. Um, And I was like, I have no idea why. It's just kind of like the fluorite. It's like, I have no idea why I bought this. It's just cool. 
So I was like, well, what is this good for? I wonder. It's crazy because it's really tiny. It's like, yeah, if you flattened it out, it would be about the size of a copper penny, but it's heavy because it's basically a solid piece of copper. It's like a little, it looks like a little bullet, actually, like a BB gun bullet. I found out copper is connected to Venus, which is super empress. There's actually the Venus symbol on the empress card and most of them, other than the, yeah, the Da Vinci Enigma Terra, which is completely unconventional. Other than that, I've seen the Venus symbol pretty much in every every tarot deck. And copper is connected because it's um it's such a rich and shiny, I don't know if mineral is the right word, rock. It's a sh- rich and shiny rock. Um, <laughs> use your word, Karen. We use the word, the word, the R word. <laughs> but it's associated with Venus and just, and it's just such this beautiful, warm, orangey brown. I look at it and I'm just like, gosh, it's so nice. And my time in Michigan was really great because this is in the middle of summer and I live in Florida where in August it's normally like 100 degrees at 10 a.m. And I was in Michigan and it was 60 degrees at 10 a.m. And I was like, what is happening? This is wonderful. My particular piece of copper carries all these wonderful memories of going to Michigan in the summer and how beautiful it was. Everybody needs to go to Michigan in the summer at least once. Holy moly, is it beautiful? But anyway, I keep copper. Um, Copper is in a bag of crystals that I call my empress bag (laughs) because it's a little bag with roses on it. I don't remember where this bag came from. I have lots of little bags and randomly will put crystals in, but the bag has little pink roses on it and it's very empress looking. It looks almost exactly like her dress that she wears, but I keep the copper in there and I also keep Rose quartz for self-love and just love in general. Sunstone for confidence, which sunstone is going to show up later as well. I keep my chrysocolla in there for de-stress. And then the other one I keep that I think is very empressy is malachite. Malachite is this beautiful swirly green stone. I have a lot of malachite as well. But malachite is good for the heart chakra. This is beautiful bright green. Malachite is good for just, I think the best way to describe it is empathy. Not just empathy empathy in terms of other people but sometimes empathy is not turned around towards ourselves we have to be empathetic with our own selves a lot of the time too and that's hard to do but I think that goes hand in hand with empress because she represents so much of this compassion and beauty and like I said that just that nurturing motherliness Mm -hmm. so I couldn't pick just one because that I literally was like, oh, this is my empress bag so that I can be nice to people. Because in my day job, I have to be very nice to people in bad situations. And uh, well, you know, it's not always easy. <laughs> I actually like your idea. Like, I was just thinking if someone, you know, came to tarot through crystals rather than the other way around, that might be a good way for them to learn the cards or begin building card associations like your idea of this empress bag where you take different crystals and because they have some kind of connection to what's embodied by the tarot card I almost feel like you could do that if if you knew more about crystals than you felt like you did about tarot like create those little connections with all the cards I mean that's what you're doing now like as a tool for making those symbolic connections to what the card represents um, like, I like the idea of a bag of them, you know, in my mind, when you first were talking about this project, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like one per card, you know, the tarot cards 
hold so much possibility. I mean, there's layers of symbols. Then you start developing your own associations because of experience. This idea that you know, there's not going to be any one crystal all sort of open up, you know, a world of possibility in terms of like interpretation or what they lend to the meaning of the card, because it's not fixed and it's not easily defined. Like I, I think no tarot card is there's a lot to be mined to use a crystal word <laughs> in each of the cards. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it, it kind of happened that way. It was super organic because I got all these crystals at vastly different times. I've hardly been able to hold on to a piece of rose quartz because I end up giving them away. Mm. <laughs> they just kind of find new homes because it's that's also one of the starter crystals is rose quartz because this is cute, soft pink, and it's really easily available because it's quartz. But it's always that idea, like I have a friend who's kind of a new mom and I have to tell her all the time, I was like, honey, you can't pour from an empty cup because she wants to be able to be there and nurture for her son. but she's constantly like, I don't have any time for myself. I'm running ragged. I was like, you have to turn some of that love back to yourself. And that's what's beautiful about the Empress. She's got all of that in balance. Yeah. In balance, not imbalance, like out of balance. Like I said, the before tarot, I love so much because, you know, she's pregnant in the picture, but it's not her first kid. You know, she knows what she's doing. She's been doing it for a while. And so she's kind of got the motherhood thing down pat. Yeah, I always liked in the traditional Rider Waite card, and actually I think in the Tarot de Marseille also, she's sitting in a chair. It's almost like a throne. And yeah, she's comfortable and she's kind of grounded and stable. But it's also, you know, this idea, maybe like what you were saying with your, you know, your counsel that you were giving to your friend, you do have to take care of yourself and come from a place of strength in terms of like your personal energy and things like that. I do like that she's sitting down actually (laughs) it's what I'm always dreaming of doing (laughs) (laughs) she's like I'm sitting here you can all come to me (laughs) right collect yourself (laughs) and then oh my gosh get up and go again (laughs) yes awesome okay you ready to start talking about the emperor I'm ready I can't stop thinking about the Emperor's Theoden now, since we've talked so much about the Emperor as oh, yeah. Theoden. We're definitely going to, I say this every time, we're going to have to do an, a full-on Emperor episode at some point, because he's just yeah. like, fascinating. So the Emperor, obviously super fiery. His astro- astrological association is uh, Aries, which starts kicks off the Zodiac, which makes perfect sense to me, because... The Emperor is charging in, being first, really, like being the head of things. Is Aries the ram? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's really adorable in the B4 tarot. Yeah. He has he has this little lamb on him. It's so, he's like carrying this little <laughs> lamb, and he looks so happy. It's the cutest thing. But yeah, oh his my throne has a bunch of rams on it, which is neat. That explains why in every tarot deck <laughs> there's a ram on his throne. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love the emperor. And the card itself is so red and fiery in the traditional deck. And he's wearing yeah. red. And he's, yeah, he's sitting in front of these mountains. But it looks like 
it's crazy because I always wonder what's going on in the background. Like, is this is this like a city under siege? Like, I wonder so much. Fire Opal is one of the two crystals I selected for the Emperor and our wonderful Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. So this is what it says about Fire Opal, which I have a tiny Cabochon one, which is so cool. It, it looks like a little dragon egg, but this is what it says about Fire Opal. It is an enhancer of personal power, awakening inner fire, protection against danger, a symbol of hope, excellent for business, and an energy amplifier facilitates change and progress used in situations of injustice and mistreatment magnifies thoughts and feelings all those things are very emperory to me especially because you know Aries is a fire sign yeah okay so while you were reading that I've been playing with this idea of like pulling cards or something but I don't know why I would do that anyway I flipped the top card over with the flow pulling cards well kind of kind of sort of like oh like either what's the energy of the emperor today while we're talking about crystals or I don't know well anyway so I shuffled my deck I just flipped over the top card and it's a reverse emperor (laughs) (laughs) are we way off base (laughs) no I don't know what the reversal means but like how crazy I'm just gonna I think we're just gonna take credit for that being emperor on the top there (laughs) okay well yeah absolutely are you using the uh, the traditional the plaid writer weight again? You know, I'll I'll show you. It's my it's the crystal tarot. I mean, oh, I think cool. there's like oh my gosh, I'm so happy you selected that one. <laughs> it, I I mean, like I couldn't help myself, but it's it's I think there's actually more than one deck called the crystal tarot, and the art on this is so super cute. Pretty much to the traditional writer weight, but cuter. <laughs> but maybe your stone kind of relates to this in the traditional deck he's this old guy but in a lot of other decks that are newer he's he's somebody who's he's not young like I would say middle age what do you think about the the portrayal of his age and maybe even how that affects fire opal I mean because I feel like vitality to me is not you know that that guy in the traditional rider weight card he just looks kind of crack you know like this crotchety old man <laughs> yeah and and the one that I've seen the Celtic dragon tarot has him as like kind of middle age like his hair is yeah. still brown um and yeah. he's with his kids which is more of an empress oh. kind of but like just to keep it brief because yeah. now I'm thinking of all these things to talk about with the emperor but right <laughs> This is like the one card that we like go off on a tangent for like 20 minutes about. (laughs) It's funny because you said the word vitality and I was like, yes, vitality, like fire opal, like because the so like there's fire opal, which is like makes me think of like a big campfire, like something that's more of a controlled fire, something like more of a hearth, like a home and hearth kind of a situation. Those like really big fires you see in, you know, Mm -hmm. banquet halls, those gigantic fires it's kind of like that. Like it warms the whole house. It provides all of the light. Like yeah. you can't be in the room without this fire going. Yeah. And it's constant. Like, and I think, especially because it makes me think of how men are more sexually virile for a lot longer than women are, you know, like men can still make babies when they're a lot, like old, but women can't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, maybe some of that component actually is in the symbolism of the card in that sense. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of like the empress and her fertility, which of course can translate into all kinds of things. Thinking about I th- that aspect 
in terms of the emperor is kind of interesting too, actually. I, I like that idea. You know, I think the tarot, like, I think it's easy to sit there and say like, oh, there's so many cards. That, oh, they're black and white. Like the emperor is the feminine and or, I'm sorry, is the masculine and the empress is the feminine. But I think in a lot of ways, the tarot tries really hard to show the connections between the two. And that's kind of an interesting point of connection that I never thought of. And so you're saying like the fire opal kind of represents all of that as well, like with that, that sort of energy. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that the idea of vitality is very present, you know, just in the emperor's age too. He's still, you know, he's got this long white beard, but Mm -hmm. he's still, you know, doing his emperor thing. That's right. He's sitting upright. He's very solid in the in the original card for the Rider Waite. So the other the other aspect of the Emperor that I like, and this is the other crystal that I picked. So red jasper, which is oh, I know what very, that is. <laughs> you do. Oh my gosh. Good. I was hoping that we would come across some that you knew. I mean, you know, with the whole appetite thing. I have, I have one, and <laughs> I can oh guarantee it's like three dollars. <laughs> Girl, you know how do we cut? Oh, wow. That's a good piece, too. Holy moly. I have a tower um, that I take. Actually, I take it to work. I use it. I keep it with me almost all the time. I take it to work because I like to use it as a grounding, rooting, kind of keeping that power, but also because it's lovely, kind of mottled red. It looks like a fire, kind of, but it's not vibrant kind of fire. It's just like if you see fire moving from far away right? and just right. Like that slow kind of ember looking fire, but not as bright. Yeah, it's a beautiful red. I mean, mine has a couple different shades, but it's, I guess, just like my blue appetite. Like it's, it's this color red that I can't get out of my mind. I mean, honestly, it's just a striking, very deep red. So this is what Judy Hall says about red jasper. And this is so perfect. Red jasper is gently stimulating. It grounds energy, rectifies unjust situations, just like the fire opal. It brings problems to light before they become too big and provides insights into the most difficult situation. It makes an excellent worry bead, calming the emotions when played with. But also, all of that you know, is temper. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like all of that good grounding energy, all of that, just like, okay, like let's foresee it's like the, a game of chess. They say any good leader is a great chess player. That's a metaphor that I've seen almost in any sort of like Patrick's been playing through the Witcher, the Wild Hunt, and that literally like meets a king and he's playing chess. He's like, do you know why I like chess so much? Witcher and Geralt <laughs> is like, I don't really, whatever. I can't do a good Geralt impression. I don't think anybody can do a good Geralt impression. <laughs> There's yeah, like the dude great. who does the voices in the game and then Henry Cavill who slays. Oh my God. Oof. Why is it that every time we're talking about dude cards, I somehow oh, find a way to just. No, Henry Cavill would make a great emperor figure. He's going to look so good when he's old. Oof. He looks good now, but I don't know. <laughs> I like, I like the silver foxes. Anywho. Oh. And now I'm thinking about Kurt Russell again. Holy cow. Kurt Russell would be perfect emperor too. <laughs> no, oh, since you said that, I mean, maybe this is like a screwed up emperor, but I, I just watched with my kids on Netflix. There's some Kurt Russell Christmas movie. The Santa he, movie I, that he's in? <laughs> that, that is him as the emperor. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to have, we're going to have to do like Christmas in April for like emperor episode. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, that's enough on the Emperor. <laughs> All right. All right. Next. And that's it for this week. 
So we're going to pick up next time with the higher font and we'll see how, I, I don't know how far we'll get. <laughs> there might be three, no, four slash five crystal episodes, but actually we're taking a break next week, right? Yes. For our book club, our next book club episode. Okay. So you guys who are behind get an extra week to read the book. <laughs> what is our book, Karen? Wishing for a Highlander, which is perfect for a Valentine's Day weekend episode because yes. it's a romance. It's a romance. Yeah. Yay! By Jesse Gage, right? G-A-G-E. Yeah. So we'll have that next week for you guys. Um, and, oh, and you can check out because uh, the day this episode's coming out is Full Moon in Leo 2020. There is a quick card poll on our Instagram stories and highlights. And um, check that out. That was really fun. What else we got? I was going to say, I finally started regularly doing mindfulness focus posts on my YouTube channel. Yes. Karen's YouTube channel is awesome. Oh, thank you. I'm excited because I have 30 subscribers now. (laughs) And one of them, one of them's not me. (laughs) Yay. One of them is me though. (laughs) (laughs) I am a subscriber to the Grail Seekers Tarot Shop. I am a Grail Seeker and a fabulous fool and a mystical millennial. I love that. <laughs> I am I am a Jill of many hats. Wait, nope, that's not how the phrase goes. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I do a quick, maybe less than five minute focus video Mondays and Thursdays, usually in the morning, just to keep you on track for the week. It'll be Grail Seekers Tarot Shop on YouTube, or you can find the link in my Instagram bio. Yes, and her Instagram is linked on our Instagram, Fabulous Fools Tarot. And my Instagram is Mystical Millennial. I am not a YouTuber. I am a spectator. So, <laughs> um, but I do, you know, I do Tarot of the Day, usually. Um, yes. I'm still making my way through the Star Seekers Challenge because I got I got hung up by the Queen of Cups. Well, I love your card of the day. I super love it. Thank They're you. Great. I have fun with it. It's good. It's just a nice, quick... It's been really spot on lately. Aquarius season has been treating my intuition really well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. So, okay, Karen's YouTube channel, Grail Seekers Tarot Shop. Uh, Grail Seekers Tarot Shop and Mystical Millennial on Instagram. Fabulous Fools Tarot on Instagram. And happy full moon in Leo. And happy reading and happy crystal shopping. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening as always. All right. right. Well, see you next week. Bye. Bye.